Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're uncertain about what you really want or unsure how to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we raise our vibration, we heighten the collective consciousness, and that, my friends, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyers, Anita Adams here, your host of the Joyful Journey podcast. And today we are going to talk about what it takes to trust your path. Listening to your inner wisdom, that soul voice that is guiding you to your highest self and that grandest version of your life isn't always easy, largely because it takes a whole lot of trust. Trust is defined as the firm belief in the reliability of someone or something. It's the acceptance of the truth of a statement without evidence or investigation. And herein lies the reason why most people don't follow the highest calling of their soul. They want to know beyond any doubt that the path they are on is a reliable one, that it will deliver them exactly to where they want to be. They want to see the destination and the outcome in its perfection, and they want the evidence to be plain and clear that shouts, yes, this path will get you there. <laughs> I have been guilty of wanting those assurances. Perhaps you have been too. You have an eye on the end goal and you want proof that one, this path will actually get you exactly to where you want to be. And two, of all the paths to take, you want to know beyond any doubt that the one you are on is actually the best. You can't help wondering if there's a faster or easier way to get there. Although it is important to have a clear vision of where you want to go, part of trusting your path is to be detached from the outcome, meaning you've got to be all right with the possibility that your path may ultimately take you to a completely different destination. That's a hard one, isn't it? What's more, you've got to let go of how you get there. Sheesh, that's scary. It may even seem impossible to do. I'm telling you, though, it is completely within your ability and something you can master with a bit of practice. The first thing you have to do is remember that the universe is conspiring for you, not against you. You must also remember the universe cannot be micromanaged. As I am a self-professed, control freak. Letting go and being in flow is often a challenge for me. I have to constantly remind myself of the things I'm sharing with you today, which is probably why I felt called to do this episode. The times in my life when I have surrendered to the universe, trusted that it would guide me along the right path and let go of attachment to any specific outcome, the universe delivered and the results were better than I could have ever imagined. 
An example of this is when my husband and I had to cancel our plans to move the family to India for a year when the pandemic hit. Although there was some initial disappointment about having to cancel this trip, something we had been planning and saving for for nearly five years, we were able to let go of our disappointment and move on. It was completely out of our control. So what's the point in wallowing in disappointment? And besides, we had more pressing concerns. Like where were we going to live as the lease on our home was about to expire and couldn't be renewed? To say this caused a bit of stress would be an understatement. It was early in the pandemic. There was a lot of fear around the unknown. My business got hit hard financially, and we had to find a new place to live in a market where the prices just kept going up. If you've been listening to any of my other episodes, you already know what I do when I feel stressed or anxious. I head out for a walk in nature. Time invested in nature calms the monkey mind and gives your soul voice space to present solutions. It was during one of my early morning walks in the forest, just behind my house, that a solution was presented about our living situation, albeit not a very conventional solution. My soul voice told me to get rid of our possessions and turn nomadic. Hmm, interesting idea. And one I sat with for a few weeks to figure out if that was really a soul voice direction or just a strange fancy of my mind. There are two things I want you to take from that last statement. One, don't immediately dismiss or judge those things that come to you from within. And two, give yourself space and time to feel your way through the resonance of those whispers. I return to the forest every day and ask myself, is this what I really want to get rid of my possessions and turn nomadic? Soon I realized, yes, this is what I want. It feels right. When I pitched the idea to my husband a few weeks later, he didn't even think about it. He just said, yeah, let's do it. You know, sometimes I marvel at that man. He is definitely someone who is in flow, in the moment, unattached to outcomes and not easily rattled. Maybe that's one of the reasons the universe put him in my life to teach me how to chill out and just go with the flow. This decision to go nomadic was in the spring of 2020. And by July 1st, both of our kids had moved out. That was a decision, by the way, that they came to first before we decided to go nomadic. And in July, our possessions were reduced to our outdoor toys and some memory boxes that would fit in a, into the smallest storage crate we could get. We were officially homeless. We had a loose plan. We knew what we wanted to do, tried living on Bowen Island for a time. And we figured we could have that sorted by September as a lot of places would come available as a summer residents would move off island. So we decided to take the summer to just enjoy, go camping, kayaking, visit some friends, couch surf as needed. On one of my morning walks, I started to imagine the home I'd like to live in 
and I expressed my desires out loud to the universe and the squirrels that were watching me make my way along the path. Dear universe, I began, I'd like to find a three-bedroom house on Bowen. I want to pay month to month, so no long-term commitment, please. It's got to be at least $1,000 less than what we've been paying in the city. I need sun and lots of it. So a big sun-drenched deck would be awesome. And it would be sweet if we could have an ocean view and Arbutus trees. I love Arbutus trees. Thank you, universe. I was energized by this conversation with the universe. It was fun. I felt like the squirrels were cheering me on too, saying, yeah, you've got this. That very afternoon, we got a call from my mother-in-law who lives on Bowen. She had been golfing that morning with one of her island buddies, and it turns out her friend was looking for someone to rent her home. We didn't know anything about this place other than it was the right price and big enough to accommodate us and our, ki our kids should they need or want to move back in with us. That night, we were invited over for a glass of wine to check it out. As we were driving to this woman's summer home, my mother-in-law told us not to agree to anything at our meeting or sign any documents. Just take your time to consider the offer, she advised. As we drove down the winding dirt road through a grove of trees, a charming white house appeared on a high bank overlooking the ocean. My husband and I turned to each other, high-fived and said in unison, we're in! <laughs> We hadn't even stepped out of the car yet, let alone met the owner or seen the inside of this house, but it felt right, and that view had us mesmerized. It turns out the home was better than the one I shared in my request to the universe that morning. Four bedrooms, oceanfront, sun-drenched decks, arbutus trees, no long commitment required, and the cost was cut in half from our city rent. I often reflect on how this manifested so beautifully. Having clarity of what you desire is key to be sure. So is having an open and grateful heart. Equally important is your ability to take that leap of faith and trust that it will work out. I recognize that we were in a privileged position, which makes it easier to trust. We had money in the bank, a large support system in place, and each other. We weren't doing this on our own. However, there are some clear takeaways in this story that can help anyone, regardless of their particular situation, develop the trust they need to follow their soul path. There are seven takeaways to be exact, and I'll summarize them now. Number one, invest time in you to listen to your soul voice, that inner wisdom that wants to guide you. Check in with it frequently and simply ask, is this mine to do? Number two, listen to what bubbles up and listen without judgment. If you keep hearing the same answer or get the same feeling that says, yes, this is yours to do, that confirmation will boost your confidence and help you lean in and trust the path. So check in frequently. Number three, 
visualize the outcome. Although you can't be attached to outcomes, you still need to visualize them. Get super clear on what you want to create for yourself. See it in your mind's eye with as much detail as possible. Number four, have a conversation with the universe about what you want. Ask for it and give thanks for it in the same breath as if you already received it. Number five, commit to taking action. One small baby step every day that will bring you closer to your goal. After a year, that's 365 steps closer. And you'll look back and say, wow, look how far I've come. Number six, let go of the how. When you, when you are clear about what you want and why, the how will reveal itself. In other words, leave the how to the universe. Number seven, if you feel stressed or if you doubt your path, get out into nature for a solo walk to quiet the monkey brain and tune in again to your soul voice. And yes, we have come full circle. In fact, I recommend getting out into nature every day by yourself, even if just to the local park or a stroll through the neighborhood. This will bring you peace of mind and give you a greater sense of clarity and conviction that you are on the right path. The final note I want to leave you with is, is that there is a good chance that things won't work out exactly the way you planned. But if you have a little faith and keep showing up, things will likely work out even better than you imagine. So trust the path and let your soul guide, guide the way. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Joyful Journey podcast. I've created a document for you that you can download for free that outlines these seven tips to help you lean in and trust your path. You can find this document in the members only section on the Joyful Inspired Living website. And the link to that is in the show notes. We add new content to the members only section weekly, all designed to guide you on your joyful journey. Check it out and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us today on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated with you, please visit our website at joyfulinspiredliving.com. Sign up to receive a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom and become a member of the Joyful Inspired Living community. For a deeper spiritual dive, check out our retreats. We offer both in-person retreats on beautiful Bowen Island in British Columbia, as well as online retreats that you can do from the comfort of your own home. And finally, if you liked our show, please leave a review so more people can find it and learn how to access their highest self. And together, we'll raise the collective consciousness. <laughs>